Welcome to the NABE Monthly uh, Employment Report Podcast. This is Julia Coronado. I'm the current president of NABE, and I'm here with Ellen Zentner, Morgan Stanley's chief economist and vice president president of NABE. Yes, ma'am. So we're just here chatting about the December employment report. So just to recap, we got a 223K gain. Uh, in jobs, that was a little bit, is about in line with expectations, a little bit above expectations, a couple of downward revisions. So December or November revised down to 256. So, you know, it's a still pretty strong, still pretty strong numbers. So we're still getting very strong job numbers. The unemployment rate fell back down to 3.5%. Yeah. Well, household employment surged. Yes, finally. So that was one of the um, tensions in the data that report resolved was that the household survey had been persistently weaker than payrolls. It's still weaker, but that it really popped in. in right. And that, that was a something that came up in the minutes from the December FOMC meeting with yes. some participants noting that household had been running below payrolls. Yes. And so did that mean that payrolls were going to correct downward right. to households? But then we got that big jump in big household jump data And today. it's still, again, running a little bit weaker. ADP's running a little bit weaker. On balance, though, all of them now show some slowing, but still pretty decent job. Yeah. So, uh, I, so I think the, the biggest question that I have for you, Julia, is, you know, you have, well, first of all, I'd love to know what you're thinking about Fed policy over the next couple of meetings. Did today's print change your thinking of where the Fed would go, what they'll do? That's a good question. Uh, So we came into this meeting, we expect the Fed to step down again from a 50 basis point pace of hikes to 25 in February and March. Um, And the, uh, we think that gives the Fed a longer runway of hikes. Clearly, they're concerned about financial markets easing ahead of them. So by holding a slower pace of hikes over the market for longer, we think sort of strategically that makes sense to them as they feel their way. Yeah. Also, we do expect that the inflation data is going to continue, you know, in the in the range it's been uh, in the last two reports. So why are you going to we expect a, a, a point, a low point three on core inflation next week. If you get that, why are you really, you know, why wouldn't you slow down? You know? yeah. uh, but I will say one of the reasons that the report doesn't really change that despite very strong job growth and a low unemployment rate, two things. One, hours worked actually declined. The work week is crashing. So it's now below the pre-COVID uh, run rate slightly, but we've definitely fully taken out that excessive overtime uh, uh, surge that happened during the pandemic when uh, employers truly couldn't find workers. Now they right. can, yeah. and workers are working the work weeks they want. This, 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 um, this, this out the decline in the work week is not involuntary. So, in you know, people working part time for. Uh, economic reasons is still low. Yeah. So this is just people who want part-time arrangements are getting them and employers are doing less overtime. And so um, if you look at labor input to G, which is the foundation of GDP, on a three-month annualized basis, aggregate hours work are declining. 
Right. And typically that would tell you that GDP is probably is also declining. potentially heading for and decline. And we were, I was just telling you that um, we've penciled in a forecast of flat GDP growth in the first yeah. quarter. Yeah. And some of the December data that could look quite weak might set us up for a weaker base effect that could mean negative growth right. in the first quarter. Right. So things might look quite different to the Fed in just yeah. a couple months. Now, as we've been talking, you can hear some noise in the background, right? So why don't you tell our listeners? where we are. We are at the ASSA annual meetings in New, New Orleans. We're in New Orleans. I had my shrimp and grits last night, so good. I'm feeling good. Good. It's uh, nice for me to be in the South again, but yeah, I'm very excited to see all these PhD candidates yeah. coming out. Very excited. Yeah. We had an inflation panel that was great. We just had a NAVE inflation panel that was ex excellent, excellent, excellent. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and speaking of inflation, uh, that's the other thing the Fed is watching very closely in the employment report is wage growth. Yeah. Then, so what did you make of average hourly earnings coming in a little lower than a little expected? Lower than expected. And that huge uh, anomalous pop that we got last report was revised away. Okay. So, you know, now what you see in the data is it's still too high on a three-month annualized basis. Wage average hourly earnings is 4.1%. Yeah. But that's down. That's yeah. down quite substantially and heading towards moderation. Yeah. So I think if you look at the broader scope of the report, cooling economy yeah. uh, and lags in the pipeline, you know, you don't need to be hair on fire. The inflation scare that's a, one of the panels that we, one of the name panels today, they were sort of describing 2022 as the, the big inflation scare, right? Yeah. Uh, maybe you said that. Did so I say, I, I don't I know. don't think I can, I can't steal that comment, but I'll tell you it was the big inflation revision over and over and over again. Yeah, exactly. Us too. And, uh, and, and, and now that scare is largely behind us. Right. The question is now, okay, what exactly level of rates do you need for exactly how long to bring this down, but there's a lot of indicators moving in the right direction. Yeah. And so moving in the right direction. So the lingering question then is, is cooling a catalyst to get the Fed to stop? Typically it's not just a cooling, but sort of a drop off. Yes. It gets them yes. to stop. Yes. Yes. And yes. so I, I finally want to ask you, you know, how are you thinking as we approach the next payroll report and get all of those important benchmark revisions to payroll? Right. Oh, my goodness. I still am doing my homework on the benchmark revision. Um, there's a lot of mixed messages. The initial uh, estimate of the benchmark revision was a small upward, but then we got some QCEW data that might unwind some of that. Um, there is also the population benchmark. There is some immigration data that might suggest we get another upward revision to the population like we did last year. So I'm, I got some wood to chop to sort through all of that. Uh, yeah. but it, 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 you were noting, I think that um, the benchmark revision last year really kind of changed the view from the seas changes in the seasonal. It seasonals. changed the whole landscape of yep. job growth as we knew it. And suddenly the Fed found itself very backfooted in trying yeah. to remove policy accommodation. So yeah. this benchmark revision, they uh, can be important. It's going to be really important yeah. in terms of how far and how fast the Fed goes after that after February that. meeting. Mm -hmm. And we just don't have a clear lens on what those revisions will look like yet. So mm -hmm. we'll certainly, that will dominate our discussion next month. Yeah, absolutely. Boy, we might have to set aside an extra five minutes for the benchmark revision. Oh, really punish those listeners. Punish those listeners. Well, no, no. To respect our listeners, we will now sign off, keep it short and sweet. Thank you for joining us. Um, please 
you know, check in each month with us and, uh, and we'll share our thoughts with you. And hopefully that will be interesting and fun for you. Thank See you. you next time.